Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo decoded report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestion, endo aligned product matching in your state, suggested dosage guidelines, and optimum methods of administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Wanted me to stream... Uh... What up, everybody? We have another activism hour, and for celebrating the new USDA hemp rules, we brought Jeff from York River Cannabis on. Thank you so much for joining us, Jeff. Thanks for having me. So, Jeff, is this your farm? Like, you're the main farmer, dude, family farm? This is it, man. It's just me. <laughs> How many acres you got, man? Uh, so I only have six and a half acres, um, but it's mostly agricultural. Uh, my house sits on a very small like grass plot, and then the rest of it's off to the side. It's all agricultural land. So what did you? How many plants did you farm this year? You know, I just did a small plot. It was just a hundred plants, and originally the whole thing started was to switch my field from corn to hemp. So I was doing like a genetic search, you know, looking for what's going to grow best in Virginia because it hadn't been grown here in close to a century. And, uh, you know, I came across some good genetics, but with the new laws. Yeah, uh, what's up? I mean, because if you're trying to do this experimental run in your first year, so explain if uh, Virginia this year, did they require you to have like a research program or something? So, you know, Virginia kind of backdoored it. They had a research program prior to the 2018 farm bill, but it was really low key. I think only three universities had it. Mm -hmm. um, and then when the farm bill passed, they did an emergency legis legislative action. So the governor didn't even sign it. It was passed through the house as law. Oh, wow. And the governor signed it like two months later. So once that passed on uh, March 21st, it was open the floodgates. And they said, you know, the gray area was gone for hemp in Virginia. So we, I applied for the permit, got the permit, and uh, started growing it. So this is interesting. It's kind of like Illinois then, because that's one of the things in the, the Farm Bill and its new rules that came out. It talks about this disparity, be, disparity between the state and then also the Fed. So Illinois has a state program to enforce its own laws, and it sounds like Virginia does as well. Yeah, so Virginia really didn't know what they were doing when they passed that law, and you kind of got it. When I called the, the agricultural department, when I applied for my permit to be like, hey, can I start purchasing seeds? Is this a shoe in? You know, I know I'm not, you know, I have a criminal background, so I know I'm going to pass that one thing. And 
and go forward. And they said I couldn't take possession of a seed until I had the permit. So I had to wait to do that. And then, you know, once I had the seeds, I called back and said, well, what do I do now? And they said, well, you just grow it. And then we can randomly select you to test it. And you just have to put your potential harvest dates. And we had to fill out this propagation report by the end of July. And people were just randomly selected. There was no standard test for Virginia. And then they came out and said, well, we're going to do total THC. And then there was rumor that it was going to be 0.3. And then it was rumored that it was going to be 0.6. But it ended up being 0.3. There was no 0.6 leniency. Uh, for a few farmers that I knew did get tested, um, and they came back with hot hemp. Yeah, hot hemp sucks, and especially when you're yeah. doing that experimental situation like where you have it, you're trying to get in small to learn and find out what what genetics you would want to use on a larger scale in your location. Um, but you don't know where it's going to come in. You know, like your your Delta 9 levels, because you can kind of manage those, but what was your total THC that you were seeing? So uh, the total, the highest total I got was 0.9. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, That's what we were talking yeah. about earlier. It's like I've seen, because I've looked at a million COAs, and they're always less than 1% or like 0.9 yeah. or somewhere in there. And there's just so much room for the genetics then to make sure that you have a high amount of CBD in addition to that only 1%. Because like there's 21 genetics. So if it's right. about that 1%, it'll be about 20 uh, times that in CBD, but I don't know, man. It's uh, and then that's uh, with 0.3 for total. They didn't need to do that. No, and and you know what the thing is is there was a case I, I talked about a little bit on my YouTube channel in Virginia, where our state forensics lab literally came out and said they can't tell the difference. And so if you're splitting hairs at 0.3, what the hell the difference is one percent? If you can't tell the difference, yeah. yeah. What well, are you going to do? You, know, you, you promoted. So let's give him a shout out to his YouTube channel. Go over to York River Cannabis and subscribe over there. Hey, Tom, uh, Jeff, I was telling Tom earlier, too. I like how you name your company just Cannabis, York River Cannabis, not York River Hemp. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you're like, it's all the same. Yeah. It's all the same plant. <laughs> you well, know? you know, I'm from New England originally. So I grew up with the plant. You know, yeah. I mean, it was decriminalized in my home state of Connecticut back in, I think it was 2011. Wow. And almost all of New England had be, been decriminalized since then. Um, and then we've got three legal states up there now. You know, you've got Maine, Massachusetts, and Vermont. Yeah, wait till so, next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and actually, I think it's medical in all the states except for New Hampshire up there, too. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty much a pretty easy, lenient region. Mm-hmm. And coming down yeah. here, it was like... Whoa. <laughs> but I wanted to keep it cannabis because the rumor has it that Virginia was going to be lenient, that we were going to move in that direction. Right. And with D.C. legalizing it, it made sense to, to lame the company cannabis. But now with the new laws and Virginia acting the way they are. I had yeah, to- you don't want to like get any more attention than you're already getting because next year's genetics, the race for those seeds for next year. And then once you isolate that something that is never going to go above that 0.3% total, I don't know how low your CBD numbers are going to be, but then you would just clone that because you wouldn't even want to risk something right. that happens just with seed where it can be over, you know, it, it just can be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, seed genetic wise, I mean, they, I mean, it can come from the same mother, father, but the genetics can be all over the place with seeds. 
And that's kind of what I did this year. I did some clones from other plants and I actually tested them in different soils because from my understanding is too, the cannabis plant responds to nutrients. Yeah. Totally different. So you can have great genetics, but if there's not enough nutrients in that ground, it's not going to produce anything. Well, yeah. it's stressing um, it too. I mean, you can turn your 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 boys into girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a crazy world. Cannabis genetics are insane, you know, with the feminized seeds, and then you get the Hermes, and then you have the, just the regular seeds, and it's been, you know, you know, basement grown for so long that the genetics yeah. are all over the place. Right, <laughs> and autoflowering, that's another option, you know. For yeah, I, I, right. It's just supposed to show that they really tried to kill this industry with they just putting that 0.3% total THC. They didn't look at it, and they didn't say – well, where is the THC level on average right now? And like, well, why does it come in at like 0.9% or less? Oh, because the strains, there are 20 to 1 strains. So if we want right. the strains out there to do the type of production for CBD or for these flowers so that people can use it, um, you should allow a 0.9% total THC. No, some bureaucrat didn't like it. And, and they, they're trying to trap, you know, clamp down on it. Sonny Purdue and the boys. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I really hope that there's a change of administration in a year where maybe then we can lobby uh, at the USDA to revise its rule regarding what they consider to be, uh, you know, industrial hemp. Because of the USDA, like, so if you read the farm bill, I was freaked out earlier this week because I, <laughs> this thing came out and I'm like, well, do they even have the authority to do that? And I read more of the farm bill and it looks like Congress like entrusted the USDA to tell them what the 0.3% Delta THC means. Well, if that's the case, then the USDA doesn't have to say it permanently right now. They can create 0.3%. Is there anything for the industry to start lobbying? We're in the public comment period right now. Great. But how much effectiveness is that public comment do we have? to yeah. revise that regulation so we can put it at 0.9 and then to a certain extent, save that industry, you know, or allow it to keep growing. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's sunny Purdue and the boys. I like that. You know, I don't know if it's much as an administrative change as it is a cultural change up in DC. You know, I think, I don't think it matters who's in office. I think that, you know, the head really makes a difference, but overall those people that are in the USDA have been there for years and I think they've been bought out. I think they've been bought and paid for by these companies like Monsanto. Because if you passed, I mean, it looks like they knew what they were doing as much as everybody wants to believe they don't. I think oh, yeah. when you had that patent law passed back in July, you're patenting a cannabis genetic. Yeah. Well, that, the point three Monsanto can make corn that, you know, the guy grows out here. that's drought tolerant. doesn't even have to rain. It's still going to grow. So uh, I have a belief that that's what they were kind of gearing towards is to give you know, the big companies, something to use on the hemp industry side. Well, and perception too, I think with like the hemp versus cannabis, you know, they're trying to draw this line where it's the same freaking plant. Like we don't, let's get off the psychoactive THC part of it. Like, why are you focused on this part? Are we focused on nicotine with tobacco? It's not a thing. Uh, you know, we're all adults. Uh, even like when I take too much, I can I, I concentrate. You know, I'm not ODing. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go buck wild and do stupid shit. I'm uh, going to go hug my pillow and lie down for a little bit. You know, yep. our perceptions on this whole thing is just ridiculous. Or at least their legislation, the rules coming into play. Uh, where yeah. did, what did you, I had a question. Where did you get your seeds from? Being that when this whole thing happened for you, now you got to get seeds. Yeah. So I got seeds uh, from all over the place. I kind of sourced my genetics from Oregon, uh, Colorado, uh, North Carolina, 
And I'm trying to remember. I think I did get one strain from Vermont, but it kind of fizzled out. What uh, strain, what, what cultivars took to your farm? Uh, cherry wine, which was the uh, Oregon uh, genetics, and the Biox from North Carolina did really, really well. Uh, it got 21.1% CBD. Nice. So it, it came in awesome. And the Delta 9 was 0.13. I thought I was in the gold, you know. And then, <laughs> and then of course, <laughs> yeah, but I bet if you added up all the total, you're still probably over the line, right? Yeah, the total the total was 0.7. Yeah, and, I mean, like that's uh, that's common. That's common. And so yeah. like that they they did this knowing and intentionally, like, well, if we put it there, all that CBD farming's you know, yeah. or a lot of it's going to be gone. And that's not as necessarily true. Uh, you know, it, it'll be gone for a bit, but you think that that's what it's going to be. Monsanto is going to come in with this genetic that's going to be stellar. I mean, they've been around for so long and they've been in every agricultural business. I, I, and you know, with their Roundup lawsuit that's going on now, you don't think they're looking for another avenue of revenue. I, I think that oh, come on. You know, they are. Yeah, I, I think they're looking at this like, damn, we're in the clear, guys. We got another billion dollars coming our way, you know? <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, you're looking, you're, you're talking about the same company that sued a farm for, for having their genetics when the, the wind brought the yep, pollen. Right. I mean, it's called God. nature. <laughs> it's, yep, that's that's right. the problem, right? We're trying to regulate fucking nature and, and uh, say anything. For you, for you guys in, in uh, Virginia, what's the, uh, the outdoor cycle like? Do you have like a nine month winter to grow, or is it, I mean, it's not year round, right? No, it's not year round. Uh, for outdoor wise, I could probably put a plant in the ground uh, mid April, and I actually got two standing outside. So we haven't had a full frost yet, uh, at least on oh, the eastern oh. side of Virginia. Um, so they're still out there. What is it, November third? So <laughs> there's still nice. a lot of life out there, and all the buds have actually started turning purple. So oh yeah, let's let's talk about those buds then. So this is your uh, this is your Insta. So it's York River underscore cannabis, huh? So yeah. you got yeah, I got some purple, purple on that one. Yeah. Um, so you just you know, tell us about your operation. You got some hang rooms. You got uh, some beautiful. weed remediation right there. <laughs> then you had some pretty decent, I mean, some really good looking colas in there. I tell you, soil wars. So like you have the the rows of divided soil. Is that what that is? So soil wars. Uh, you know, it's funny. Everything I've done, I thought it was going to be this big, ends up being this big. You know. Soil Wars was just for my greenhouse. Originally, uh, to keep my mother plants over winter, I didn't want to have to like feed them all winter. Kind of set it and forget it because I got other things to do in the wintertime. And uh, it ended up being I was going to compare like two, three soils, and then it just blew up on Instagram. And next thing you know, I've got 15 different soils and smart pots outside, and I'm watering them every day, and everybody gets really into it. So that's what happened with Soil Wars. It's a, it's an important thing though. I I I was out here for a fuck dude like five years ago. There was an outdoor grill, and this uh, guy they picked this area because it was all clay. The ground was clay, and so what they did is they dug a hole six whatever four feet deep, uh, and singled out their own dirt just for that. So the root ball and all that stuff could just take an effect in that little spot. I mean, soil is a huge thing. Nutrients uh, you're learning. Yeah. What what are, what's the uh, the do's and don'ts so far? Have you gotten? Uh, do make sure you water every day in Virginia when it's 110 for three weeks oh. straight. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. They will, they will weep midday sometimes. So I have to really keep an eye on them. Um, definitely don't grow in five gallon pots outside either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's that. the root ball. Yeah. I don't realize like I had some plants that were given to me, not hemp, but, uh, they're cannabis and uh, all plants are cannabis. 
plants. Cannabis. Yeah. They're all weed to me. Okay. Uh, but they're giving it to me like little tiny pot things. And he's like, Yeah, I think I didn't transfer them. You know, like here you go. They they only got two foot tall. I had ones last year that grew up seven foot tall. Yeah. And that's because they had a lot of room to get that ball going. Uh so was this your first time growing? Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> on this scale, you did a very good job of getting it. Yeah. Uh, so what, what's the, what do you think your biggest plant was? Uh, my biggest plant was eight and a half feet tall. Oh, my How God. many pounds? You know, I didn't individually weigh them because what I ended up doing because I was so overwhelmed, I had to do them in like thirds. So I did the top half of all the plants. and the. But I would guess it was probably close to three pounds. That thing was a heavy producer. It had like almost a dozen colas on it. Wow. Yeah. Now, is this being that this was your trial run? Are you still is it up for sale now? Or are you holding off because of the rules or or what are you doing with this harvest? <laughs> I have a whole bunch of it in a barn, uh, and uh, I've been trimming it slowly. I've actually got some with me and uh nice. But I haven't I haven't sold much. I've done some C B D oil here and there. I've brought some up to New England where it's a lot lenient. You don't have to worry about as much. Virginia I just feel like they're looking over my shoulder every five minutes, like waiting for me to mess up. And I haven't been, you know, confronted by law enforcement or anything like that, but they just don't seem to be as friendly as they like tried to make themselves be. Yeah. You know? yeah. What's the culture? Illinois, we're lucky right now in the sense that they said that, you know, before the harvest this year, they're only going to be looking at the Delta nine levels, not total. And and so, OK, and then those USDA rules come out in Halloween and they say total. And then, well, who's going to enforce it? Right. Not Illinois. You know, Illinois already said Delta nine and Illinois sounds like it's very similar to Virginia, where it's, you know, on the honor system, more or less. Like if they have reason to believe, then they'll they'll give you notice before they come and test your crop yep. and stuff. Uh, and so that's great. But now, I mean, I don't think at least at the state level, maybe at the Fed level, they knew what they were doing. But the state level with farmers being, you know, farmers in that particular state, they aren't trying to screw them over. And it's hard enough being a farmer. So they know that if right now they have these things that are over the line, hopefully they'll still allow them to sell them like in state. But what happens if you start shipping? Because it's effective immediately yep. according to it. And, and it's total. All right. So what happens if you ship from Virginia to, you know, I well, don't ship to Idaho. But let's say <laughs> Illinois. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. You know, it's it's funny you say that, that Illinois is doing the Delta 9 thing. Our neighbor state, Tennessee, is doing the same thing. Um, and actually, the few buyers that I have talked to are from Tennessee because Tennessee's already said, we're following the 2014 Farm Bill. Apparently, there's a clause that says the few states that had the research permits can actually continue under the 2014 bill. Right. So I believe Tennessee thinks they have an extra year to play. And uh, so they don't seem as scared over there as we are here in Virginia. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, again, who's going to enforce it? I mean, who's right. who's going to chase a, 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 a revenue-generating uh, economy? I mean, it's going to be huge, the whole CBD market. Well, that's the thing. That's one of the reasons why, like, if the law enforcement starts coming back and pushing on all these farmers, that's one of the reasons why I'm like, hey, you guys spent a lot of goddamn money on seed to get your crop in the ground to make th make yourself sure that you're going to get your payout. You might need to start spending money at lobbying and then telling your elected representative, 
hey, by the way, that Delta 9 number was bullshit. You need to make that say total THC at, at 1% or something yeah. like that, or lean on the USDA to put that number up so that the people, because when you're, when you're trying to find out and it's experimental and you have the genetics like you had, it's not your fault. You can't keep that Delta 9 number less than point, you know, the total. I'm sorry. It's, I'm so used to saying Delta 9, the total number 0.3% or less. It's just, you're not going to be able to grow it for CBD then. And then I thought Mitch McConnell wanted people to grow CBD hemp. I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of Mr. Turtle there, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. He, he said he was in favor of CBD hemp. I don't, honestly, I don't think a single politician knew what CBD hemp was. I really don't. I think when they saw flowers all of a sudden, they go, wait a minute. Because everybody yeah, at yeah. the farm said, that's not hemp. Because everybody thinks hemp is this big, tall plant that right. you get fiber from. When you look at these things, I mean, I've it's, seen them. It's cannabis. it's cannabis sativa, the female plant, yeah. grown yeah. for its flowers. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think people knew that it was grown for its flower. I you really know, don't. I think, I think they came people, up with something okay. else. Well, say, when people ask about, like, uh, you know, why is uh, hemp or cannabis, you know, why are they the same? I kind of try to tell it's like, or strains. It's like a tomato. There's like Roma tomatoes, there's right. uh, uh, cherry tomatoes. They're all the same fucking tomato. But just bred different ways, and Same you know, box. a yeah. chihuahua's a wolf. <laughs> but we have to get past this whole hemp versus cannabis thing. It's all cannabis. It's all uh, uh, one plant. I mean, who are you protecting by lowering this THC shit? And you know? where did they think the CBD was coming from? Seriously, <laughs> I think they thought it was hemp oil. I really do. I think like there's a the common team, they just thought they crushed this. Where do they think the seed comes from for crying out loud? Well, granola culture's got hemp seed in little bags that you can take on camping trips. Why can't I fucking just grow some? I mean, right. what's we, we, we have this over regulation. And I was telling Tom earlier, like in the new FDA, the, the 160 page coming out there, they have a little note in there about the, the uncertainty for the labs. Yeah. So find the worst lab with the worst uncertainty. And that's going to be your best bet for legality. Oh, yeah. sure. Just pay off the labs that are DEA approved. So yeah. then the labs will pay off the DEA and they'll be used to that. So, yeah, this, the shakedown will continue. Right, yeah. right, right. And, and, and it, it forces the farmer to, to start doing that. And, and, and like your point with the tomatoes, nobody's coming here testing your tomatoes. You know, like, yeah. what the hell? Why are you coming here to test my hemp? I get the, you know, okay, you want to separate marijuana and hemp. That's fine. I get I it, yeah. Because, like, the same reason that you wanted to separate alcohol from, like, apple juice, you want right. to tax that alcohol. I get it, all right? So people are going to want to smoke that marijuana for a different reason than they're going to want to smoke that hemp, and you want right. to make sure they pay that tax and that marijuana. Fine. The yep. 20 to 1 ratio ain't going to make a difference. And, like, when right. I go down to my dispensary – you know how much the 20 to 1 CBD, it's cannabis, you know, because it's it's the 0.9 to like 20%, whatever. That one's always the cheapest eighth there because nobody <laughs> fucking wants it because it doesn't get you high. And, and it's like $40 for that eighth. And then the next cheapest eighth is like 50 or $60. And that one will have a shitload of THCA and not so oh, much yeah. CBD. 
So it's just ridiculous that they think that the total THC at 0.3 is this magic level, which is going to get you high. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not. And actually, to your point, I went to a dispensary up in Massachusetts, and it was the same thing. They had yeah. ACDC, CBD flour. It was dirt cheap. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, that's a misnomer, too, because I've smoked. We had this one uh, joint out here that was a CBD flour infused with CBD shatter around it, right? I smoked it. And I wasn't trying to get high, but holy fuck, my knees and my back feel a lot better right after I do that. I mean, it's our misperception of drug use, right? Mm -hmm. Coffee's a drug, soda's a drug, all this shit's right. a drug. This cannabis, we as adults, if we just lab testing is plant regulation, in my opinion, because once you're done with your grow, you don't know if it's gonna be high in THC. And if it is high in THC, well, now it becomes something else. You're not gonna be able to use it for Right, uh, uh, local grill or whatever. And I don't like right. how they have the mandatory destruction pro uh, protocol. That's stupid. Yeah. Why don't they allow the remediation? Because there's there's uh, extraction processes that can burn out the THC levels that are in it and and make it compliant. Why are you going to fuck these farmers over and say because like the 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 farm bill will allow for crop insurance, but that crop insurance doesn't cover your hot hemp. So yeah. if that's going to be the case, don't don't make them lose their money and then put them in jail, you know, allow a remediation to come in and then somebody will process it, test it. There's no THC, sell the oil. All right. You didn't get smokable this year. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, somebody made a good point to me. Uh, I've been back and forth with like a hundred people, but somebody made a really good point about uh, cannabis in general and why can't it be treated like the wineries and the craft brews? You know, why can't the small farmers have their niche and these big conglomerates have their thing? You know, right. why can't we coexist instead of just pushing this whole bill towards the big ag, you know, like Monsanto? Why can't we just have two worlds that work together? Like, you know, we have our micro brews here in Virginia, but we've got Budweiser right across the river in Williamsburg. But they right. don't affect anybody. Yeah. And here in Washington, our big fight is homegrown. And I always argue like homebrew hasn't put any bar out of business. It hasn't put any. Matter of fact, they're thriving. You right. Know? Seriously, right? Because they're keeping the uh, the big boys honest. I tell you, they aren't allowed to just just give you shit no more. But that, that's the thing. I mean, like home grow. How many people are going to grow their own more than like once? How many yeah. people buy treadmills and and weights machines? And they're going to new you, new year, new me. And Miggy's got some lighting issues, but like um, that kind of stuff that always fizzles like the treadmill always just collects dust and is acting as a new laundry folding device. That's it. You know, it's hard period. People are going to buy a whole bunch of shit to grow weed in their house and they'll grow weed once, fuck yep. it up and not grow anymore and go to the dispensary. Yeah. Or they'll figure out how much work it is and say, screw it. It's cheaper to buy. <laughs> or they grow one plant and milk that bitch for as long as they can and still go to the store and pick up really good weed. Cause that's what I do. Yep. Yep. I, yeah. You know, <laughs> Yeah, home home growing is not going to put anybody out of business. No, for sure. No. Yeah, and, and, and it's not going to like be the end of America. You know, you having a chance right now with uh, York River Cannabis. So you were a, a corn grower before this. Yeah, I uh, I contracted with a farmer to grow corn. I didn't have too much uh, involvement with it, other than you know having the land and talking to him. Um, yeah. But he's actually very interested in the hemp. Uh, he's working with another farm down the road, and he it's came. Yeah. Yeah, profitable. <laughs> Duh. I mean, like you're going to have this industry that is allowing farmers who aren't doing the best to make money. And you're like, yeah, we got to get rid of this. This is bad. You know why? Eh. 
Well, and then if you're, you're, you're growing it for your soil, I mean, uh, uh, for people who don't grow, there's a thing called the Three Sisters, where uh, was it lima beans? Because uh, it's kind of, one takes away from the soil, the other one gives back to the soil. And they they you know help each other grow. Yeah. Uh, and you were using hemp. Uh, were you, was it like to absorb some of the toxins out of soil? What was your initial intention for like the hemp in the soil? Oh, my, my, uh, it's just reaction to the nutrients. Uh, my soil is all good. <laughs> Nothing, no toxic in here. Um, actually, oh, no, I, right. yeah. 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 But no, I sent my soil out to a, um, an awesome company called sustainable plant. And we had a, uh, conference call for like an hour and they told me exactly what I needed to do to have humongous plants. And one of the things we talked about was don't touch my nitrogen level because oh, no. it, force your hemp to go hot. And we started talking about that. And apparently nitrogen is really what causes those plants to go super hot. Like you really? can get all that 1% if you just feed them nitrogen. Hmm. Yeah. Right. That's that's a huge thing. What was the name of that uh, company? Was it called Sustainable Plants or? Uh, sustainable Plant. You should be able to find them on my Instagram. I believe I tagged them in a, a video not too long ago. That's pretty, pretty dope to, to think. Uh, so they're consulting type of, with your soil. I mean, that's yeah. a huge first step. Yeah, it was. They were they were awesome. They volunteered to test a bunch of bag soils for soil wars too. So we got results on bag soils. And come to find out, they're all loaded with nitrogen. <laughs> so that, that's wow. the other thing about this plant, though, that you're trying to grow, and why the genetics can be really, really difficult to hit spot on 0.3 percent total THC now is because the nutrient will change the numbers of your CBD and THC. Yeah, and I found that out firsthand. You know, my biox, I, I fed them really heavy. And I got 21.1%. A farmer that I know was growing the exact same plant um, that I had got 14%. So it, it can make a huge difference of the nutrients. Now, I had a small grow, so I was able to interact with those plants every day to give them that nutrients and to play around with it. You know, when you have a larger field, you really can't do that. So whatever's in your soil is in your soil. Um, so that was really interesting to see that he had the exact same plants and got a lower CBD percent just because of the nutrients. Damn. Is there yeah. any of those, uh, uh, when you first started growing and then testing, were any of those actually testing hot? Were you like, ah, oh, shit, I can't use this one right now? Or were, were they all uh, good? They were all good, actually, which was surprising. Nice. I was very surprised. Yeah. Uh, given, you know, the Wild Wild West theme and coming from two legal states like Colorado and Oregon, you know, you just never know what you were going to get. Especially with yeah. the Oregon genetics when they're growing outdoors like that and pollen's blowing around. Oh, my God. I <laughs> lights here. This is the weekend. I'm only I'm at work. I'm doing uh, uh, extra work because they need me on the weekend, whatever. But uh, they're not it's not used to people not. When I'm not moving and doing shit, you have, you have a motion sensor light issue. Is what yeah, so the <laughs> lights keep turning off because you're too still. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, hey, man, I got a question because um, you know Oregon, they went through uh, the, the the hail that ruined a lot of crops this this year, and uh, so prices are kind of varying with the CBD hemp. Uh, on Reddit, I saw a post here. This person, how much is a pound of hemp biomass being sold for? Uh, a friend's telling them 250, but then they also heard someone selling them for about 600 a pound. Hmm. And I can imagine what's the market like because there is, there are websites of B2B, you know, person to person, we're kind of like Craigslist for growers. Uh, uh, what's your average at? 
You know, it's a very volatile market. Uh, I've I've run across as low as six dollars a pound for biomass. Oh, shit. Yeah, um, and I've run across as much as thirteen hundred a pound for premium flour. So is that premiums flour usually indoor grown though? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I think. I mean, if you're if you're looking at if I were to take a stab at an average like this twenty one point one percent stuff prior to the farm bill or prior to the USDA regulations, I was expecting eight to nine hundred dollars a pound. Oh. Damn. Damn. Given its you know premium number, yeah, you know? I was just I was just talking to some growers out of Cali, and they were complaining about that, those prices. But for THC cannabis, I mean, so if you're getting the same price, and then you have what they call in finance an arbitrage opportunity, depending on the market in which you're in, uh, it, you have you're growing that at that price point without any tax, and then they're growing the same type of plant with a lot more regulation for the same price, just because they're in a different state where it's the, the market's different. Crazy. 900 for THC a pound is actually really low. I mean, I remember it'd go for 15 to 2000 a pound. Yeah. But it's uh, Croptober in uh, Cali. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, but again, too, like you're saying with the market, if they're selling a pound for fucking 800 in a regulated market, and with that tax on top of it, so really, what was the bottom line for that shitty weed that, that low? I mean, I mean, that's what you're gonna get. I mean, even though the shittiest weed now is probably still better than a brick weed I smoked 20 years ago, um, <laughs> you know. I mean, let's be honest. But that's yeah. why I think with lab testing being very important, because here in Washington, uh, we don't test for everything, and they they drew this line between medical and recreational, where medical will test for more, but it's all human consumption. And people still smoke cigarettes. I think if you just test for everything and let people know what's in it, uh, they'll still smoke it. And just like with you and your high CBD or uh, if you tested hot, it gives you an opportunity to use it in another market. I mean, you shouldn't right. be burned for having uh, an anomaly in a grow, you know, right. fucking crazy. Well, the crazy thing is, is this genetic, the, the biox for, for instance, where I got the 21.1 uh, th that's comes that comes from a farm down in North Carolina, Triangle Hemp, and they, um, I mean, they advertise completely compliant. They're right. growing that strain and that it strain. Was. It literally was. Yeah, man. Until like Wednesday, Thursday, whenever the fucker came out, it was literally <laughs> compliant, and so that was that was accurate. And so now we had just got through this very spooky period where hemp had totally with whatever uh, marijuana was and now that's over and it's it's complete bullshit and then think about that poor farm think about all these poor farms out there that have all these seeds and all that money that they put into their farms and they were growing and now it's just like poof. yeah poof gone and overnight it was crazy and and quite honestly that's one of the main reasons why i did such a small grow knowing the volatility of it you know, I, I want to believe that the, the activism is there, that the push is there. But at the same time, you know, you're in a great area. You're, you're still in a, a point where you're a, you could be a criminal if you just pull into the wrong state. No, yeah. there's, no, there's no culpability. There's no criminal intent. You know, you thought he was following the rules. He was following the rules. They changed the rules. It's bullshit. You know, so yeah. Do you, Tom, do you think there'll be something like grandfathered in now? Like this USD rule, is, is it an actual no I shit? Think, I think the prop, I think the, I mean, I, I understand it's effective as of the date that it came out, mm. but that's complete shit in the sense that, you know, you had given these people this guidance for this crop year. And then as soon as the crop comes in, you say, sorry, it's all bullshit now. <laughs> 
that crop's now all guard garbage and oh you don't have any uh, crop insurance for the hot hemp aspect so that is just just so bad of what it, it would do to the farmers and like for their economy and then i i see what the usda does and i'm just terrified about what the fda is going to do if they come in and they say yeah an epidiolex is a drug so all this cbd shit get it all off the shelf i have a feeling they're going to do that i really do i think they're going to i think they're going to go the way of monsanto i'm going to keep doubting it i think they're just going to push it to bear and I guess that would be Merck or something. They're going to use Merck or GW Farm. They're going to su- they're going to suck their dick and uh, and just just totally ruin this industry. And then think about all that stuff. And then think about the uh, the enforcement nightmare of that. So now and then all those cops, they're going to be like, woohoo! We can finally get these damn hippies that were sh- flouting the law and they thought they had won because that's just so wrong. And then uh, hopefully Bernie Sanders wins and then all that's done. You know, and it's like fuck that noise. We're going back. 0.9% total THC, healthy hemp market. Yeah. Well, even at that point, if he took over, I think it would just be a straight legal, like uh, gives everybody a chance to try your best to have a, uh, a low THC crop. But if you happen right. to hit hot, then you'll just be able to sell it as a different type well, of what if, it's, what if it gets hit by a tax? I mean, because that's the thing, you know, that's why they separated the liquor distributors and all that stuff. And I just got mm-hmm. done doing a video for the transport license. So don't forget to subscribe for more information on the transport license. But um, that's what they did without prohibition. They split up the industry. So like Budweiser couldn't then put it in their own trucks and then put it in their own bars because then they try to avoid that tax. So, you know, they will they'll put it in such a way that, OK, when you're trying to sell your crop, if it comes in hot, why don't they just have a you know a penalty on tax per per you know per point? So like if you're less than 0.9 percent total THC, no tax incurred, you know, because, you know, that if you come in, let's say you're coming in real hot, you get like three percent THC. That's all right. I pass. Nah, I don't need that. Like that. Nobody's going to want to smoke that. And then right. if you had to pay like an extra tax on it, great, you know, or, or something. But Ruben has out here in Washington that people are trying to um, get ready for. Uh, they think CBD products will be controlled by our regulatory body. Right now, CBD products are just part of the, you know, they're welcome to come in from out of state. But I think we'll see is a state by state with their own individual like legalization. That's going to be your brands you trust. You know, uh, you, the, the CBD product you buy from a place that is grown in your state because it's being regulated by the state um, will be a more of a, like the home grow type or, or, or support local type shit. You know, you don't, cause people are going to want like, ah, oh, this shit's a nationwide Monsanto freaking. Uh, I still question where half the CBD stuff comes from, you know, cause China still ships stuff out here. Um, and I believe there's a big uh, crop in Africa that comes out here as well. So, you know, yeah, you know, crop in Africa, all these things like that's the problem. Like they, they, they make it out to seem like this stuff hasn't been around forever. And it's just this new thing called CBD. And we oh. didn't know about it, you know, back then. It's like, no, it's you we totally knew about it. You knew that we knew about it. You it, it's been there for thousands of years. You just made it illegal to use after 1942. You can't yeah. now sit here and say with a straight face, you didn't know about it, and it's new. It's that's crap. I mean, like CBD was isolated in 1940. You know, it's it's just wrong in what they say. But oh well, all this new regulation do is fucking the American farmers. What it's doing, you know. And I know you said that thing about Bernie Sanders. Uh, I think putting a, a pressure on this administration is almost easier because he's already kind of screwed the farmers in a sense. And they you know, voted for China him. tariffs. I feel like 
reaching this president, whether you like him or not, uh, you know, it's going to be easier to, you know, squeeze him by the ball, so to speak, because he's already put the farmers in a really tight spot. And a lot of people said, well, he gave us hemp, guys. So I, it's I know. okay. I know. Like, that's what they need to do. And I think that's important because he's got a referendum next year. I don't give a fuck about his impeachment, but like, you know, because right. he's got a, he's got an election. So why aren't those farmers, especially if they got bit by hemp or arrested, you know, uh, and then it's now it's what 2020 coming up and and you know, cell phones with cameras and streaming YouTubes are everywhere. So that's going to be some terrible footage if law enforcement starts cracking down on the American farmer. Uh, and, and yeah, with social media, you can pretty much reach the guy directly if you have the right Twitter handle. But yeah. the, the market alone, you know, the fact that we import more from Canada and, you know, there's still a viable, huge. American hip market that can happen here, but they keep billions. You. Yeah, worth billions. Yeah, you know, and especially given you know the red, the red heart of the country. You know, you, you're talking about the the big farms, especially in the Midwest, that they got screwed on the whole soybean thing with with they China. Got screwed on dairy too, yeah. with plant milk yeah. and shit. You know, yep. you know what they should do? They should make it so CBD, the ones that's used for human consumption, is only made in America, and then all the industrial hemp shit, like the Patagonia jackets and shit, you can extra import that stuff. Yeah, yeah. no importing our CBD from China. It's all grown here, and then uh, you can have, I mean, is it is it, they're not getting enough taxes? Is that the problem, you know? Does it always come down to, like, we have to pay them? Who knows? Who knows? That this whole China kind of big deal and what they do over there, manipulating their currency. I'm sure. I mean, that's why all the businesses are over there, right? I mean, it's cheaper to manufacture yeah. something over there. And you can you can uh, you can also torture and kill your employees. Yeah, <laughs> some bosses may like to do that. I don't know. Well, you know, Disney seems to enjoy it, uh, and so does Nike. Where the hell yeah. are my shoes made? Let me figure out that. You know. Yeah. Right. Wait, don't forget that 13 year old fucking making your cell phone, dude. <laughs> the second. Oh, you mean the iPhone? <laughs> Vietnam. So, well, oh, it's it's yeah. but yeah, the China market though is overpowering just because to do business. I always think it's funny that people uh, stroke the guy who made Alibaba and say he's a genius when actually, no, you have to be in business with China to to work in China. That's why all these other companies aren't in there because they want a Chinese form of that company. So now does that in America, though, like cannabis will do that in its own state. So like if you yeah. like, if you want to get a license in Illinois, you really need that social equity talent that needs to be an Illinois resident. So I don't mind that we use uh, the cannabis industry to create jobs in state and keep the money in state. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's what that's what China's doing. China's doing the same thing for their own country. I mean, it's it's socialism. They own yeah. the businesses. Yeah, and the crazy thing about their stuff, too, is it's very unregulated. Uh, I talked to a professor, I'm not going to name because you didn't want to be named, but she is in a, um, a controlled testing facility where she's dealt with, you know, instances of CBD uh, usage going to hospitals, and they come to find out it's synthetic, full synthetic, oh, wow. and then you can trace it back to China and stuff, and it's like, but you have no idea where it's coming from. You know, you have no idea how it got here. The yeah. whole synthetic cannabis thing is, in itself, is kind of a disgrace to us as fucking human beings. I mean, why is Marinol choice or uh, Epidolex when I can just try the, a plant grown in a pot that I can do at home? This is ridiculous. You right. Know? Yeah. Imagine if, like, the benefits of green tea, right? 
Uh, and it'd be like, no, I'm sorry, sorry. No, you're not allowed to have the tea, sir. No, gosh, you addicts. What the hell's wrong with you? Here's some extract pills. You can take these. Here's a prescription for them. Once you've run out, we'll give you more. And we will invoice your insurance. Remember, stay off that green tea, you addict. Yeah. And here's a two-page disclaimer. May give you anal bleeding. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it was like that with that old Jeff Foxworthy skit or something where anal seepage. I think I'll just take the call, you know. You know, <laughs> it's a you know the other, one of the things um, that a lot of people were talking about too with with CBD is the effects of it in trying to get off their pharmaceuticals, right? And I think that's pissing some people off. But you want to talk about something Breaking Bad? I'll let you in on something. So I'm actually designated as a U.S. Coast Guard captain. So I, I hold a, a captain's license. And they sent out a memo right after the farm bill saying, if you test as a positive, you cannot go back and say, I took CBD. So the oh. Coast Guard already said, don't do it. And uh, that was kind of like, whoa. But I grew it anyways. I don't give a shit. Come get me. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. The fact that you have a civilian established life but the air force put the same shit out i think they ban all cbd products off the bases i thought yeah, that you, the nfl too like gronk said i'll come back to the nfl if i can use cbd yeah it, it just makes no sense though that this whole fear mongering about like oh you're you're this close to getting high like from what eating shows or killing a pizza yeah, what right. are you afraid of right yeah I, I love how the people that are regulating us have no idea what they're talking about, and they still don't know what they're talking about, and they're still regulating us. It's so uh, terrible, but this is what happens when you create a, you know, a crime and you pull out all the money from it, at least legal money, and then you can't, you can't lobby for it. There's no supply chains for it. There's no real industry groups ready for it. And then, yeah, they, 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 they want to protect their industries. So that would suck if the FDA comes out with something near this bad and Epidiolex is the only way to get CBD and, and everybody goes back on all their shitty pills. And ugh. yeah, you know, what we're going against here, too. Did you guys see what Dr. Phil tweeted? No, I didn't see that. I do I'm not try, follow Dr. Phil. My best Dr. Phil voice. Yeah. <laughs> well, you smoke marijuana. It's like opening your computer up and pouring water inside. A lot of things short out, and it connects where it's not supposed to, and it really creates problems. What the he fuck? He sounds so about, dude? stupid. You know? Seriously. <laughs> so like, I'm gonna... <laughs> oh my gosh, Iggy, did you not? Did you did you consume another like you know 400 joints of marijuana today? Holy crap! <laughs> I you know, took my you two balls so much more this fun. Morning. Yeah. You guys watch South Park at all? Oh my yeah. God, Integrity Farms Christmas special. They've been just pounding it this year with the hemp and the. the yeah. yeah. Where it's <laughs> Shelly's marijuana problem with the Christmas special that they, and I'm, I'm sorry, Halloween special that yeah. they had with that. That was hilarious. Sorry, she has a marijuana problem and she just hates marijuana. That was her problem. <laughs> no, I love killer. it. You know, what's funny is though South Park is like 90% accurate when it comes to social problems. Right. Yeah. They're like advocating without advocating, you know. Oh yeah, well, what's their humor? I mean, that's the, that's why they've always been awesome, you know. Yeah, it's like when they—I uh, don't know if you guys remember years ago when they did the—they're uh, uh, going to draw Muhammad. Oh gosh, oh, I got that. I got that. that episode. Like, South Park's been on for like over twenty years, so that yeah. was at least 15, 20 years ago. Like you know, wake a nine eleven type shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they make fun of everybody. It's great. So then, <laughs> what are you going to plant next year? Are you able to find your genetics yet? I don't trust anybody that's saying they have it right now. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, me either. 
you know, because like right now, think about that. If I was a seed farmer and I was making genetics like the the 21 genetics, I would be like, fuck, I can't sell this. Like, because there's this thing about like you can uh, negligently do it. But if you know, because you've made this piece of genetic, what its total THC is, and it's more than 0.3, and it is, you can't sell it. But I've right. sur- I've heard that there's a lot of the CBG genetics uh, come in very very light on THC. Like they should be able to hit that that total THC 0.3 percent. But how much CBG seed is out there, right? You know, I've been actually hunting for CBG all year and haven't been able to locate it right. uh, good enough genetic that I was like, yeah, I'll purchase this. You know, because um, I I heard in the rumblings early in the season that CBG was going to be kind of like the next wave. Right, because um, there was some one test somewhere where it, it killed a cancer cell, and I guess people are starting to think that it can do it. And it, it could, it may not. Who knows? Uh, Flash man, next big thing. You know, it's uh, that's just the nature of the health and wellness industry. Have you heard about like uh, plant stem cells? No. <laughs> okay. I was I was doing some googling for some CBD products and stuff. And so one of them was this CBD anti-aging cream with plant stem cells. And I'm like, this is some bullshit. And, uh, and I looked into it. No, there's science behind this, or at least there's published stuff behind it masquerading as science. I didn't look into it besides like 10 minutes. I'm like, now I've seen everything and just click the box. Um, but that's just kind of how it is with the health and wellness trends. There's always got to be that next thing. What's going to be hot, you know, and then right now CBD is not just because if the CBD was interrelated with the THC, but the CBG isn't as much, then um, those seeds are going to command a premium. And there's going to be a lot of worthless hemp seed next year. All that seed where they know for a fact that, sure, the Delta 9 levels will be compliant. Delta 9s want not what we're looking at no more. But, you know, even though a, a crop burned hot or grew hot one year, I mean, as we talked about before, this plant can be manipulated. Uh one of the things I've been seeing is uh, uh, people having pissing contests over the seeds. Like, oh, I bought all these seeds from this guy who said they were hemp, and now they're testing hot, and I got to burn my my my, my grow. And it, my questions I think is like, well, what did you do? How did you grow it? You know, were you not you know partaking? You know, what's your experience in this growing the plant? You know, did you think it was fucking uh, uh, blue dream? You were just growing it like a blue dream plant, or you know, give it a phosphorus, man. <laughs> but people don't. <laughs> seem to recognize that there is different ways to treat it you know that you can get different results yeah i mean genetics even the most stable genetics can be manipulated by your nutrients and that's again why i go back to say monsanto is probably involved with this because they can get in there they've got the millions of dollars to break it down genetically to where you can give it all nitrogen in the world it's not going to do anything yeah, and then they'll patent that. They'll, they'll they'll patent that as a plant patent, and then if uh, somebody's growing it outdoors and pollen goes somewhere, they'll start suing everybody near them because their genetics are in their crop. And, ugh. and then it's it's downhill from there for for most small farmers. So, so after this, yeah. oh, go ahead, Sarah. Oh yeah, so I was just going to say it's like already a death sentence, and it, it was only less than a year old. It's crazy. Yeah, right. Well, actually, after this uh, season, are you going to do any ingrow? Are you getting ready for next year? Yeah. Um, you know, I set up my little greenhouse. I've got my genetics that did well this year. Uh, you know, I got, you know, the 0. 0.7, 0. 0.9, 0. 0.5. 
Do you think you can take that point five and and baby it even more and pull it early? Well, that's what a lot of people are saying. Is like you can grow the same genetics, but you're pulling it early, so you're doing the same amount of work and getting less of a product. So I don't know how smart of an idea that is. I mean, you, yeah, you can walk that legal line and, and say you have good amp, but if you're only coming in at six percent. How good is it actually? Right. And if Man. Monsanto creates a plant that can do 22% with zero THC, are you even going to be able to compete? No, you're going to buy Monsanto seed. Right. Yeah. Well, because you're and forced then, to. Actually, that's not true. Monsanto doesn't sell seed. They sell a <laughs> licensing agreement for their technology. You're going to license <laughs> Monsanto technology. I'm going to start they a new licensing agreement and beat Monsanto to it. And I'm going to make in this licensing agreement an assignment of all rights and genetics now and here and after existing, that may be conceivable. Uh, and then Monsanto will sue me, bleed me dry, and then leave me by the wayside dead. Uh, because that's that's what happens when you get into a lawsuit with uh, deep pockets. Hey, I got a question for you guys. Yeah. I've got a bunch of people on Instagram asking me they can't find the live stream. You know where they could find it? Yeah. It's... Yeah. um. It's uh, uh, on YouTube right now. I could probably pull, if I go to my YouTube channel uh, and then go to my channel, um, I probably can get the, the link from that. Like we'd be able to give them links because right now the thing that we're using, the magic that we're using on this is something called StreamYard. And that allows okay. us to go live. We're also live on Facebook right now. On, I just put the uh, link Facebook. in the um... uh, backslash free THC and also yeah. on our adult use group. But if I go to videos, hopefully I can get this pretty quick. But, you know, I just I, put the link in the um, uh, or comment thing, the private chat thing. Oh, is the, it was the actual link to this YouTube that we yeah. have on right now. OK, great. I can I can stop going around and looking. But we do have uh, some comments. So I had some comments coming in. Let's see what's going on. So I think somebody recognizes me. Cool. Um, let's see. Here. College, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or John Adams, uh, he still has some CBD stores, but the total being just a huge wrench into his life. You see, then it's just not the farmer. Think about the retailers that are out there and their business, you know, because people are, are retailing. In, and then a lot of the farmers, they want to retail their own crop. And so they've created their own websites like have for York River Cannabis. Did you have plans on uh, selling your own crop direct through the website? You know, it's funny. I actually had no ambition of being retail uh, because I didn't want to deal with that headache of, of marketing. I, I really just wanted to grow the plant and sell it wholesale and, and look the other way and go back to, to farming. I, I think a lot of people were forced into that because you had this promise that, oh, people will buy your flour and then nobody bought your flour. And so right. you're marketing right. it yourself. And you know, I do sell some CBD oil. I have a, a, a small magic butter machine where I make it and I, I can sell it legally with my uh, Virginia permit. And in fact, it's actually easier to sell the oil than it is the flour in Virginia. You can't sell the flour unless it's to another uh, registered person. Interesting. So I thought that was uh, – they're trying to do that in North Carolina. They try, to, they try to do it in Indiana. Now they're trying to do it in Virginia. I thought that they had kind of gotten some uh, – some pushback from the supremacy clause where it says industrial hemp provided that it's Delta nine levels are low enough. You really can't say that. No, you're not, you're in this configuration. You're allowed to prohibit it. Of course, now it'd be total THC. So provided that that smokable hemp flower is 0.3% or less total THC, not marijuana. Right. 
You know, it's it. Virginia's got like seven different permits. I, I, I'm over exaggerating. I think it's actually four or five, but a lot of, of different chains of the flower handling. So you have, for yeah, for hemp, you have your grower, you have a processor, you have a retailer, you have a dealer, and I think that's it. Uh, there might be one more I'm missing. <laughs> so as a grower, yeah, it's all like you can hold all the permits. Oh. I, I'm not going to even like get That's into crazy. another one. No, Illinois oh, is just, you can grow it indoor, you can grow it outdoor. So like if you're going to have uh, a plot and then a greenhouse, I would say, all right, well then get both because then in your greenhouse, you can have your mother room and then you could have your clones. And then, you know, in theory, you could be growing the premium smokable that you can control all the levels indoor. Uh, and then especially the THC levels. And then you can have your outdoor crop of your clones that you would have grown in your nursery and then and then planted those for uh, growing biomass. But uh, they, that's it. I mean, like that's all Illinois has, your, your grow and your process. That's it. I mean, it's, it's real easy to get licensed to grow hemp in Illinois. Jeff, how are you marketing yourself? You know, like I, I said earlier, there's there are B2B businesses. A lot of that, because you're in Virginia, so you're kind of isolated from like, I guess, normal civilization that uh, uh you know but here in washington like a website that I, I comes to mind is kush.com you know right. you sign up for this it's a b2b as far as like hey i got yeah. him uh what other ones are you using or are you just kind of like i got social media and hit me up yeah i i, I kind of went the social media route uh one of the guys i'm actually trying to get on the live stream is trying to find it uh he actually just set up uh, a website for virginia farmers oh uh, it's called redbeard alternatives I'm trying to he's having a hard time getting on to the live stream. Seem they can't seem to find it. It's, we it's did share the uh, oh shoot. Actually, guys, we uh, we literally shared the link for Streamyard on social media. So in theory, literally anybody who's watching, if they <laughs> click that link, up to six people could come into this. So like Mickey, when you said you were sharing the link to the live stream, you literally shared it. So. Right now, good people that are watching, please do not come into the live stream, or if you do, at least introduce yourself. Yeah. <laughs> also, they Google cannabis industry lawyer in the YouTube search. They'll find it right away. They should, yeah. All right, I'm going to film that. First one. That's hysterical. No, I feel bad. I should have actually gotten the, uh, this, this, this is the live stream. Uh, if you wanted to watch it, then you could go to this one. And then I can actually share that to you. If you're, uh, uh, Jeff, are you on a computer? Yeah. All right, so then you can go over to the private chat, and I just shared the YouTube link on that. Okay, let me get that. Cool. Yeah, man. So everybody now after Croptober, they just total shit. They just shit on the entire Croptober. Everybody's like so thrilled about their crop coming in, and then now they're all like looking at it as it's hanging and drying, and they're in the cure process, and they were really gearing up to like create their product and start shipping and making money. They're fucked. <laughs> just so they have yeah. to yeah and then uh, you know, they're they're fucked from the usda oh yes if, yeah. they're, if they're over 0.3 percent total thc and they want to sell some smokable flour eek and then um the the fda might come out and screw them even more here next month i don't know so, so jeff locally i'm looking at your your instagram i mean these plants are gorgeous and you know most people would be like oh that's weed because it is you know, driving by the street what did you have tours for people, neighbors? What was that like? Well, like you said, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> so I, um, I, I'm actually kind of off the road. So 
other than smell, nobody could see them unless I invited them. I actually, I always said at the end of the world came, I'd be perfectly fine. I've actually got this weird moat around my property. Nice. Like that's the property line. It's uh, an old creek. So it goes all around. I can just fill it with snapping turtles and alligators, I guess. But at the border to, to keep out people. Uh, but so, uh, it's just it's just terrible what they've done. And so I really hope that the farmers start lighting a, like a Twitter fire on on President uh, Trump and just get him to respond and say, all right, Sonny. Uh, walk that back, put it at 0.9% total THC, because then the industry would be totally rocking and, and it would continue to expand, you know? Yeah, I, I really think it's not hard to get a hold of this administration. In fact, uh, I've been talking to people who are uh, going to talk to Senator Warner, uh, our Virginia senator, uh, on Tuesday, is the AG policy guy. So, I mean, I know he's a Democrat, so of course, you know, you're not going to get directly to Trump with that. But I think it starts the ball rolling because if Virginia farmers are affected, you know, that means other farmers are affected. And And the cool thing about Virginia is we are a swing state. So people do care about our state. You know, it has been blue in the last three elections, but it used to be a red. Now it's blue. And it's been historically it goes back and forth. So. You know he's going to be here. The vice president um, was here, I think, yesterday or the day before down in Virginia Beach touting. So Good. you know they want to be here, and they know they want to win this state. And if they want to win this state, they need to start talking to farmers, and they need to start listening to farmers because they're not going to win it if they're screwing the farmers. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, or starting arresting them because they just they invested all this money. They got a crop back. They told them their crop is worthless great you know and then they they didn't have to do that i mean they could have done it more realistically they could have looked at like what the they could have understood the plant's genetics they could have understood these 20 to 1 ratios and known that nobody's buying that shit to get high you know um are you part of a, any like coalitions there jeff uh not currently you know just a a, a band of brothers so to speak of of, of hemp farmers um, but no, not, not any coalitions. I know Virginia has a small one, a Virginia Hemp Coalition. I don't know what their political poll is. It doesn't seem to be too much. Um, it, it just, there's not a big enough one here on the East Coast to really be involved with. I think a lot of these independent farmers are kind of doing their own thing. But I think now with the new rules, I think you're going to see some of that building because right. yeah. nobody wants to get screwed. Right. That's why I think it'd be best for you out here in Washington and when it was medical um you had all these groups popping up like you're saying how much weight does this group have and then i've seen some uh stay longer than others like uh the national cannabis industry association you know they actually have lobbyists out there who know the 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 means of who to knock on doors and uh man lobby is crazy dude like the whole getting policy passed uh, you know and that's something you definitely want to have under your belt, I think, you know. Absolutely. I mean, and that lobbying is something we need to start doing right now during this public comment period. I need to draft a, a letter. I, I have to draft so many effing things. Just, I mean, it's great. I'm glad that it's the middle of application season and you have to, you know, write these things and then help other people uh, organize their businesses so that they can, you know, get into the adult use. But putting together a, a high quality piece to the USDA and then trying to figure out how you could use social media to really target the administration and get all the farmers involved and behind that uh, 
as, as Trump had did it, you know, hashtag point nine. You know, let's see if we can get hashtag point nine uh, starting to trend. And then uh, at uh, the real Donald Trump, right? Is that how Twitter works? I'm not the biggest uh, twit. I have a Twitter that I barely use. In fact, a funny story, I actually used it to uh, uh, slightly harass the Star Wars uh, director from the last movie because I hated it so much. Oh, man. <laughs> But you know, it is a direct connection, right? It's the only reason why I have one because every right, time, right. And, and, yeah. and of course, they respond. <laughs> so yeah, and there's there's this John Adams Sam from he's in Tennessee. The way he understands the USDA regulations, implemented immediately. Anything over 0.3 total THC is now illegal marijuana. Before it only mattered about Delta Nine, and like that was my reading. You know, that's that's what I thought it said. And yeah. then I'm like, crap. Well, they aren't final rules. You have a public comment period. And that public comment period is, of course, you know, just that, you know, a lot of that hashtag point nine and it's and trying to protect these farmers that are out there that were growing this innocently. And then they've invested all this money and now you've ruined their crop. You know, I, I, you know, I think it's more than a ruined crop for some people. I, I honestly uh, heard some horror stories, which is another reason why I scaled back, because I had some involvement up in Vermont. And, you know, everybody said, go small, start slow. Don't dive into it, but I see a lot of farmers that did dive into it and filing bankruptcy tomorrow. Yeah, it was like I put my whole life savings in this stuff. I'm like, you did that in a handshake. Why <laughs> you saw me in March? Why didn't you call me? You know what the heck? Uh, but but you know, some of them did it right. Some of them started like you did and did it small. Um, some of them were established and they were just starting to grow. Uh, some of them I think are going to survive, but I don't think. Most of them will survive. You know, the ones that have built out their genetics and like really they'll be willing to pull the plants early at like maybe six to eight to nine percent. T. am sorry, CBD, just so their their total THC is low enough. And that's going to be the way they're going to have to do it. Uh, and then think about the price, though, because I don't think CBD is is it's. It's real stuff. I mean, it's not it's not fake. They aren't lying about it. And so because of that, I think the demand will stay there, you know. Well, you're talking about like CBD isolate, right? So that'd be like the next CBD as a, a as a nutritional supplement. Like it works. It has oh, like yeah. a it, it, you can tell there's a noticeable effect of taking CBD. Oh yeah, for sure. So I, I, I hate to cut in. So I did see the um, the guy that made that website. I was telling you guys about the Red Beard Alternatives for the Virginia farmers. Yeah. Oh, He's right here. He, he finally made it on. Yeah. What are the new regs for the 2019 crop harvested? And what point would the 2019 crop be considered not falling under the previous regs? That's one of the, the worst things about when it says effective immediately. So then it's, well, does your state have enforcement protocols already put into place for this year's crop? The state of Illinois did. They said Delta 9. They said for 2019's crop year. They also said for 2020, it might be total. We're going to wait and see what the USDA said. So you have that crop. That's fine for Illinois. Okay, cool. But what happens when you try to move it interstate? So I'm in Iowa and I want to buy your amazing, delicious, uh, you know, Boax uh, hemp flower that you've grown and it looks just delicious. Please mail it to me from Virginia. Is that going to be something that's going to either be seized and confiscated or is that going to open people up to criminal liability? I think the latter. I think the criminal liability. I don't think. I don't think they're going to seize it. I don't think the USPS actually cares. I really don't think they care because I don't think still, um, they've been seizing anymore. Yeah, they've been they've been seizing. So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah no, uh, 
Idaho, um, there some some of the mid flyover states. They've been they've been matter of fact they've been prosecuting too, not just oh. CD, but they said okay no you're 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 uh, I think it was South Dakota I can find it but yeah I mean, and again it's probably just cops who don't know how to read and and the judge who doesn't know how to read as well and knows, doesn't know what's going on in present policy but you know what if you have a hot crop like like Tommy was saying before and then like say Jeff do you do uh would you do extraction would you ever consider doing that you're, you're on your own you know just instead of giving the flower actually pr providing isolate yeah and in fact it's probably going to be the way you end up having to go if right it remain the same there's just unless you it's it's probably going to be you go the gmo hemp or you start doing isolate and you pull your crop early well that's what we say now but what happens if the FDA comes down and says, no, Epidiolex, sorry, you're not allowed to put it into the food supply. It's a pharmaceutical drug. Well, I mean, I, I really do think that's where we're headed. And I think, unfortunately, I think the USDA has already signaled, and I said it in one of my other Instagram videos and YouTube, I, I think without saying it and without really pissing off the farmers, I'm telling you, I think they're going to say, you can grow hemp, but you grow fiber. We don't have to test you. We don't have to worry about you. We don't know what we're doing anyway, so you go you go grow that. We don't even have to worry about testing you, right? Because you're just yeah. doing it for fiber. It's not going into a food supply. It's going for pants. So I honestly think if, if you were to look at this uh, and dive into it a little bit, I think you're just getting undertones of what they want you to do. Right. And that's well, – the... Oh, go ahead, man. Well, it's the the administration. You know, it's a Republican administration, you know? But you know, there's going to be a worker. By and large, they tend to be anti-weed. And yeah. so if you can get a different administration or if you can put pressure on the current administration through Facebook, social media, Twitter, whatever you can do. I mean, like, the election is next year. So if all the farmers that get screwed over this year for hemp stand up to, to them next year, hopefully they can, you know, redo these regs so that this industry doesn't get uh, totally yanked. We have a. Uh, yeah. OK, bro. Yeah, no, I was going to say, you know, I know Republicans do get a, a bad rap with the plant, but you got to remember, they're the ones that passed it. So I Yeah, mean, I know, right? That's the that's the silly thing. And like Mitch McConnell was all about how we need to have a CBD, uh, you know, in economy and people need these these supplements and things. And so what the heck, you know? Yeah, it was crazy that a Republican House, Republican Senate, and a Republican president signed this bill. And now you have the Republican administration who signed the bill. Right, coming in and changing these rules. So that's the part where I'm like, I don't know if they actually knew what they. Well, why did you even do it? You know, like, what were you thinking? Like, if you were going to allow this to to go on, well, well, then what? What did you have a change of heart? But like, you didn't want to like undo the law, so you just made it unenfor like impossible to meet. You know what the hell? I, um, I think they, I think they got a lot of pressure. You know, because this administration is pro law enforcement. I think they got a lot of pressure from the law enforcement side too, because they can't do their job, so to speak, you know, whether yes, I agree to enforce the law, not to advocate for legislative regression. The <laughs> law said it was 0.3% Delta nine. And they, I'm like, Oh, come on. We can't bust these guys anymore for growing these flowers. We love doing it. I'm sorry, bro. That's too bad. The law doesn't say that anymore. Yeah. Like, go, go find some real criminals. Right. You know, as, as Miggy likes to say, how about you go start testing them rape kits? <laughs> well, you know, Tennessee, where they put out the, the crime lab said they're not going to be testing small crimes anymore because they can't tell the difference. They're going to, it's going to be a bigger one. So that's what Virginia pretty much outright said that that trial, the judge was like, don't show up in my, my courtroom. 
Yeah, so more conservative, according to Justin, who I guess has seen me at the Peoria Farmers Markets, uh, it's, you support and use cannabis and you give credit. All right, I'm not going to say that if, if you guys are out there, please go tweet at the president and tell him to stop it or you're not going to vote for him. I mean, uh, stand up for the cannabis rights then, uh, because by and large, historically speaking, when you look at polling data, they are it's like old people and then it's conservatives. That's yeah. just by and large the uh, the impediments to the uh, legalization uh, going through. About cannabis, though, too, is like right now, uh, cannabis has a bigger following than either candidate, you know, Democrat, Republican. But on top of that, uh, you know, all the misconstrued, uh, uh, you know, if more people spoke out on it, like you said, if everybody hit Twitter, you know, yeah. we have all this stuff going on in Hong Kong and all these other uh, countries that where millions of people get into a fucking street. You know, what are we doing here? Not even like one person has hit fucking Twitter. You know, it's like me and Tom and like 10 million people fucking, hey, legalize it. You know, what the fuck? But, you know, that's part of the inherent issue of our uh, step. Yeah, money is definitely the, the big fucking motivator in all this. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think there will be a workaround, though. Just like uh, Tom, if you remember, Nana's secret here in Washington, we had a big falling out with oh, CB. Yeah. Uh, uh, you cannot have CB infused products in Washington state. If you're under the, um, as a Washington state, you know, uh, with my minimum, minimal THC, uh, what she done instead though, she'll sell the juice and a little additive that you can add into it later. So yeah. that's going to be, you know, the workaround. There's going to be a, Hey, here's a, a it's like in, in, in Washington DC where you can buy a $30 sticker that comes with an eighth. Yep. You know, well, as Vermont operates, Vermont operates with no dispensary system. So, the farmer that I work up there with, you know, he, he doesn't like any of this social media stuff. Um, but, you know, he that's what that's what Vermont does. They're, when they legalized it in Vermont, they gave you home grow. And get this, you can only have six total plants, but you could have a million pounds of marijuana on your property and there's not a damn thing they're going to do about it. They, they don't it. They treat it like vodka. I could get all the vodka. All the yeah. vodka that could kill me. And so you could have all the marijuana. All the marijuana that can't kill me. Yeah. And it's crazy that the, the you know a state like Vermont you can do that, and then you know three states down you can't do anything. And, and I think the administrations, if you're going to look at it from a state by state perspective, a lot of the New England states did it because they needed that tax revenue, but it also created jobs. And if you look at this administration and you think about what they they tell, right, one of their biggest victories is these jobs, jobs, ah, jobs. Yeah. You just take it away. I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of jobs, guys. What do you think about how many how many farmers' life savings have been jeopardized now because people plowed tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars into their crop, you know? Yeah. Ugh. But I want to thank you so much, for Jeff, for coming on and joining us at, uh, well, what are we calling this one? Miggy, is this the Cannabis Congregation or the Activist Hour? Or don't forget, we had the Sunday Sesh and also Sunday the... Uh, <laughs> We're still in works, but you know, it's a good time that we just like yeah. to shoot the shit and you know, bring exposure to things that need to be talked about. Right. And you can go visit them. This is your site, York River Cannabis. Yeah, yeah. It's just a, a throw together the site, nothing crazy. But you nothing got pretty pictures though, bro. Yeah. You got pretty nice. plants. It's yeah, I, I got a lot of compliments on the plants, but they seem to be useless right now. Hey, they're useful inside your state's boundaries. Just be careful sending them somewhere else. But anyway, thanks so much for uh, for coming on and uh, we'll see everybody on Wednesday. I got a, a, a thing going on for transportation license. I'll be uh, I'll be 
remote on Wednesday. So hopefully that'll work. And I think we have a good guest. The name of it escapes me, but uh, I'll see you then.